What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and you can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook this week. Uh, very excited to announce we have a returning guest, uh, my older brother, Tyler Hayden, a big-time Celtics fan. So uh, we're here to talk about the Celtics and uh, just chat about where they are about a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, Ty, what's going on? I mean, it is a good time to be a Celtics fan. I mean, also Bruins fan. It just seems yeah. like they cannot stop winning and winning in pretty dominant fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're we're recording this uh, Thursday night. Celtics just came off a blowout of the uh, number one team in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. Celtics win one twenty five to ninety eight. Uh, it was one of those games where uh, the final score did not really do it justice, as you know the Celtics were up 30, 40 points in the third quarter. They only end up winning by twenty seven. But I mean, Tyler, this was a uh, just an old fashioned uh, ass whooping. Just a a beatdown. It was not until halfway through the third that the Suns broke 50 points. And it is starting to feel like the defense is clicking. Mm -hmm. And based on what Woj said, Robert Williams is coming around that corner really soon. And I think it's, if everybody can stay healthy, it's going to be reminiscent of that run they had last season where they were just, blowing the doors off teams um and then it was funny watching it because the first quarter it was like oh like this should be a good game back and forth back and forth and then they just pressed on the accelerator um which is definitely something i've noticed where they're they'll hang around kind of keep teams in it and then just have like a three four minute spurt where it's like oh this lead just doubled Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that stood out to me too, was like they go up by 30 points or whatever in the third quarter and guys are still hustling. Guys are still going all out, running all up and down the floor. And it's like, okay, there's something that's clicked where it's like last year, they would let teams come back in the game. And now it's like, okay, we're just going to bury you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's fun to watch because Mm -hmm. I've had less concerns of, oh, we're up 15. This could get could get dicey soon if we keep this up. I love how Joe's letting them play when other teams are making runs, not calling timeouts, letting them figure out on their own. And it seems to be paying off dividends um, and then forcing the other team to call timeouts. There have been multiple points this season where it's the third or fourth quarter and the Celtics almost have like twice the amount of timeouts than the other teams. Um, I was, I was looking at some just like team season stats. And I think the thing that jumped out to me the most was a lot of people are talking about Missoula ball and how it's so fast paced. The Celtics are probably middle of the, the league with their pace. And it, it seems like it is, been a selective time when they push the ball push opponents but because the threat's always there it forces teams to kind of play like they're always going to push yeah um so kind of 
you know, looking at the team overall through kind of a quarter point of the season or 26 games in a little further past the quarter uh, point. Um, mm-hmm. But what are kind of just some overall thoughts that you have for the team at this point? I I think I can't really think of anybody that has not met or exceeded expectations so far mm-hmm. with this team. Um, Jason Tatum has kind of continued his evolution as a basketball player he's getting to the line more he's being more of a distributor Jalen is 27 points seven rebounds I think three assists mm-hmm. this season and it's like I think you have a case that both these players are all NBA if they keep this this pace up mm-hmm. and then it's like you have White and Brogdon coming off the bench, kind of doing similar things, but just a little bit different. And like, they're both so good at distributing the ball, but also kind of knowing when it's like, oh, we need a bucket here. I love Brogdon's floater where he kind of gets in the lane. It's interesting seeing some teams are like, oh, we'll throw the zone out. And then it's a few, a few floaters, somebody, hitting a three where it's like, okay, this, this isn't going to work anymore. We have to mm-hmm. revert back. I mean, then Marcus Smart fully has the reins as a point guard, almost eight assists per game mm-hmm. and is now back into kind of his defensive form that he had last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I've really appreciated and enjoyed how they're using Blake I think when he first was signed, I was like, oh, like this is this is a good signing. Like he'll get a few minutes here and there. But it seems like it's a point with Missoula that he's only going to play if Al is out for the game or if Al gets in foul trouble. He's mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh, here's like five minutes at the end of a blowout. Mm-hmm. It's meaningful basketball minutes. And this is based on nothing. But it seems like he is really embracing that role. Where it's like I'm I'm not just like coming out here to get a ring sitting on the end of the bench. It's like, no, like you're serving a purpose for the team. Um, mm-hmm. and then like just seeing him and the bench guys get along, like uh, yeah. great, great locker room guy. Mm-hmm. And then Hauser, like I think he might be the biggest surprise for me. He mm-hmm. he has the shooting, but then he is good enough defensively where you'll see teams be like oh who's this guy mm-hmm. i'm going to take him one on one and he's not a liability on defense it's not right. like some other players one of whom may play for the Miami Heat where you can't be on the floor even with your three point shooting because mm-hmm. you're going to get picked on every time you play mm-hmm. defense yeah what about you Oh, well, you know, mentioning Hauser, you know, I think I've been very surprised and pleasantly surprised uh, with Luke Cornett and how oh yeah, somewhat decent he looks. You know, I really had no idea what to expect from him, um, but I think he's been kind of a nice added addition off the bench where it's like, okay, you know, he can kind of give you similar minutes to what Daniel Tice gave you, but he's a guy that like sneaky has some athleticism. You yeah, know, throwing up alley oops to him, and I was like, okay, I didn't know that he could do this. Uh, him and him and Derek have a a good connection on on the yeah. on the lobs, where it's just like, 
he'll drive and and he will then roll and be in the perfect spot mm-hmm. and he's like serviceable minutes like he's yeah. he's not just like oh we're down a big it's like i he does a good job defending he does mm-hmm. a good job on offense good rebounder like mm-hmm. i was kind of worried about how the front court front court depth was going to be this year mm-hmm. and like to be at this point of the season 21 and 5 mm-hmm. And we're maybe two weeks away from getting Rob back. Like this is really exceeded expectations. I remember this time last year, it was like, you'd have these good wins and then you'd then have like two bad losses. And it would, it felt like two steps forward, one step back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then didn't, it just didn't click. And they've really just come out the gate firing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think you mentioned Tatum and Brown and, how good they've been as a duo. I mean, they're probably, I think, best duo in the league. But I also think that, like, some of the things that, like, the two of them are saying and the way that they're playing, that, you know, they are so focused on getting back to the finals. You know, Jason, I think, even said something after the game last night where he's like, you know, this is great, but this isn't going to help us hang a banner. And I just think, like, seeing the two of them, just how focused they are and, not taking like not taking last year for granted and being like okay we got that close last year but we want to try to work to do better than that because i think it'd be so easy just to be like oh we got to the finals it's not that hard but it's like they i think understand how difficult it is to get to the finals and how difficult it is to win so i think just the focus that the two of them have had and how how dominant offensively they've been they've both been so efficient yeah efficient jail in the past three games he's only had one turnover because like that is the thing that i was hoping he would improve on over the summer just Mm -hmm. cutting down on the turnovers because especially when you're playing the way that they are now it's you have jail in the open court and you're not like there's no more take fouls so it's he's going to be with a head full of steam getting pretty easy buckets for him because Mm -hmm. once he gets in the open court, he's going to target the defender that's running backwards Mm -hmm. and dunk on him. And it's going to be like, you're going to flex and you're going to run back and it just has to be so demoralizing. And then it's like, Oh, then we'll have Tatum and he'll ISO against somebody that's undersized and make it look effortless. Yeah. I think that's one of the other things where Tatum has like somehow gotten better and more efficient offensively. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, there's a reason why he's, you know, one of the the MVP favorites, I think early on this season where, oh, it's, 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 it's so much scarier how, how much better he and Jalen have become at scoring. Yeah. And I've definitely noticed like he's, he's stepped up a level defense too. I think he has a, a case. I know it's a quarter of the, way through the season to make an all defensive team absolutely because he just seems so locked in and it's like you have those you have those such he has such long arms he gets the ball and he's such a good ball handler and distributor in the open court like they like they are making teams pay for their mistakes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that was definitely one of the issues they had in the playoffs last year is like you know, putting teams away or making teams pay for mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think 
maybe it was last night of the game before Tatum's getting his hands up, getting deflections. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all those guys are, you know, I think are more engaged defensively than they were maybe at the beginning of the season. They've started to kind of pick it up. And um, one of the other things um, that I noticed, and I think it was a little bit last night, is Grant's kind of improved offensive game where it's not just a stand in the corner, shoot a three. He can take it to the basket. There was a play last night where he took it right to maybe it was Aiton, mm-hmm. you know, went went right in and put it up. I think he scored like the first seven points of the game, and it's like, oh, okay, he can score on the interior. I feel like we haven't really seen that a lot from him. Yeah, no, I think that has been his biggest development this season. Driving to the basket off a pump fake because he is such a good three-point shooter that teams now have to respect it. Mm-hmm. And when you're closing out that quickly, him now having the confidence ability to go to the hole, oh, like it just open, like it opens up, every, like really unlocks his game mm-hmm. because now teams are can't close out that quickly. And then it this he had a <laughs> he had a play last night where he. He got in the corner. Nobody was coming. Just did a dribble and then drained it. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, you, you got to love how confident Grant is. But I'm glad that Tatum had a comment about his the kiss of death out <laughs> during the game. He's like, I make it look cool. You do not make it look cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, going back to something you said about them being so locked in, I think it was last year. Tatum was on JJ Reddick's podcast and he talked about coming into the league where he's on a team that made the Eastern conference finals three, three times in a row. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of just how I expected it to be. And then that was two seasons ago getting um, eliminated in the first round where it's like, Oh, it, it's not, that's not there. Like that's not the expectation for everybody. Mm-hmm. And them just coming into the season just so dialed in. And I have to think that that must play a part where Tatum is kind of a quiet leader of the team. And I think it's so helpful that him, Jalen, and Smart are all around the same age, have played together for so long. Like there are passes that Smart makes where I'm just like, like how did you know that person was going to be there perfect spot and it's just like oh yep I was expecting that easy layup Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean they've been playing together for so long they played in so many like high intensity high leverage games you know I think when you think about the all the playoff battles that they've been through that all three of them have been through like so much have seen so much they've Mm -hmm. now you know made a finals and I think that yeah, you're seeing the three of them kind of grow into, really grow into that leadership core. Yeah. Um, you know, I think talking about the defense and, you know, how probably you'll assume that they'll get a lot better with the addition of Rob Williams. Um, yeah. But I am kind of curious to see what that's going to look like when he does return. You know, is he going to start right away? Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would think he would. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see any reason to have him be on like a minutes restriction. I mean, I guess you would you would hope not. Yeah, it, I mean the the benefit of starting out so well 
is that it reduces the pressure on Rob to get back. Right. And I know that anybody in the NBA who's dealt with an injury puts that pressure on themselves to, oh, I need to get back. I need to contribute to the team. I have to help the guys. But for them to start out as well they as well as they have, it just allows them to say, hey, like if you need a few more days, like that's fine. You need another week, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think of this whole like this whole season as just the regular season as hey, let, like let's experiment with different lineups and having everybody healthy allows Joe to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, like Rob's going to start because that's who the, the closeout group is most likely going to be depending on matchups. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I just see like, they're already nine, they're back up to ninth in, in defensive rating, which the first probably 10, 12 games, it was like, the offense is really good. Mm-hmm. The defense is they're scoring 135, but they're giving up 125. Like this is right this is not good. And it, there are times where it was like, what do you guys like? What's what changed? I know Rob's not here, but like, I'm not ex- expecting the, the drop off to be, to be that big. And yeah, now it seems like they've, they've really locked in and figured out how they want to play defense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, the thing that hasn't been brought up yet is they have a different coach. <laughs> like yeah, they, they've dealt with, that adversity pretty late in kind of the game right before the season starts of yeah oh hey like we're gonna now have a, a new coach granted he's been there for a while so the the players respect him mm-hmm. but like he's he's not playing the way he may played right and right. The, like their new systems he probably has I'm, I'm not gonna admit it, i'm not smart enough to to know the, the detailed x's and o's but for them to handle that as well as they've had is really exemplary. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it just is like, goes to show that like they did have a coaching change, but like we're barely talking about it. Yeah. Like, they're playing so well, you know, yeah. not, to, not to, not to switch sports or anything, but a similar thing is going on with the Bruins. They're playing well under a new coach and mm-hmm. very few people are questioning, you know, Oh, is this person up to the task? You know, I think, Missoula more than Jim Montgomery with the Bruins just because you know he'd never been a head coach before or he had been but mm-hmm. only with like a division two program so it's like yeah. people are wondering okay how qualified is this guy really but you know I think I think he's he's answered that question with uh yeah yeah he is pretty qualified <laughs> yeah and uh, for both are they going to be coach of the year candidates and yeah. way too early to say yeah. But yeah, like the names on the short list, like they yeah. have handled their respective sports and teams very well. Yeah, I don't know. You know, something going on at the garden. I mean, maybe yeah. they're, maybe they're putting something in the beer. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, just to continue to talk about the the bench and I think having having a bench that's been upgraded is is so huge because I think that's really what they really missed in the finals last year of having someone like Brogdon that they can bring off the bench. He can get a bucket. You know, he's shooting the ball incredibly well this season, shooting 50% from the field and from three point range. Yeah. Uh, And just a guy that can just easily get a bucket when you need it. And I think it's just the, 
the game that he has brought in is exactly what you would expect and is exactly what you've gotten. Yeah, I mean, the the luxury of being able to bring White, Brogdon, Grant, Hauser, Luke off the bench mm-hmm. is just massive. And I think it's really opened up the floor as well because I think we had we had good three-point shooters on the team last year, but this is a step above. I think they now have the top four of the top 10 mm-hmm. with Brogdon, Grant, Al, and then Hauser is is the last of them. But it's just like you can't sag in to help on a on a Tatum or Jalen drive right. because it's gonna get kicked out. Right. And most likely like there's a good chance that's it's gonna get hit. And looking way far ahead for the Bucks matchup, Bucks have historically been like, we'll let you shoot the threes. Mm-hmm. Probably is going to be something that changes mm-hmm. because I I think they're also in the position of, yeah, like regular season's all nice in that, but like we have aspirations for something greater, and mm-hmm. it's most likely going to be we're going to run into to each other in in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, having the ability to have all those shooters, you know, is pretty amazing. And I don't know, you, you forget that they signed someone like Gallinari. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if they had Gallinari in this team, I mean, Oof. I don't even know if they would have lost the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, the, the silver lining of, of not having Gallinari is I don't think it has hindered Hauser's development. Right. Um, which yeah, given I, him I, the ability to show, show his development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like going back to Rob, like one of the things that made Bill Russell such a great defender was when he would block shots, he wasn't throwing it to the stands, he would block it, and the block would be a tip to teammate to then start the fast break. And it's like if if you have a player who can block like he does mm-hmm. and then initiate the fast break off of a essentially like a steal where it's like, Hey, now, now we're, we're going the other direction and the other team isn't set. Like Mm. scary, scary hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and Rob, I think has already shown that he is a pretty good passer. I mean, people don't really even understand or know that part of his game that, yeah, he's a shot blocker. Yeah. He's the lob threat, but he's a great passer. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah, just gives them the ability to have someone else that just is a really uh, just dominant basketball player. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've seen less of it this season than last season where the games that are closer where it's just kind of iso ball, mm-hmm. which I have appreciated more just because I think the Celtics are at the best when the ball is moving around. They're forcing the defense to rotate and then get easy looks mm-hmm. rather than just saying, Hey, Jason, go get a bu- bucket, like what you can do, but everybody sees it coming. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the Celtics are in the midst of their, uh, I think season long road trip, but they've won their first three mm-hmm. uh, big matchup coming up Saturday night with the Warriors, yep. obviously finals rematch. And then, you know, going to LA to play the Clippers and the Lakers on back-to-back nights. So, uh, 
very curious to see how those three games go. Yeah, I mean, I Golden State, I, there's good. I know it's the regular season; it's not going to make up for the finals loss, but it's this has to be a game in circle on the calendar, where it's we yeah. we want to show them that hey, like that was last season, this is this season, mm-hmm. and then just like another team that had kind of a late snafu involving teammates and it just mm-hmm. something's kind of off where it's yeah Steph is Steph is playing out of his mind and mm-hmm. it's like if Steph was not Steph Curry would they be hovering like they would be well below 500 it it just seems like there there's something that they need to make a change maybe maybe it'll be like the Celtics last year where they'll figure it out post post January and that core has played together for so long that mm-hmm. that is not something that I would ever take off the table um but it just kind of looking at the western conference it, it it's a lot of good teams but nobody's gotten off to that oh yeah they're the leader of the pack and this all makes like they're really putting their foot on the gas mm-hmm. um and the LA teams it's going to be interesting to see who plays yeah just because of course if i mean even with Anthony Davis and LeBron James i still heavily favor the Celtics in that matchup mm-hmm. as just a, a NBA basketball fan like i hope that we get to see our duo go up against Kawhi and Paul George right um, but fingers crossed that everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You honestly never know with that team or with those yeah. teams in particular. Um, yeah. It seems like there's you know, a chance that someone is out on any given night. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have a, a question I had? Yeah. Which is interesting. The scheduling of the, of some of the games where they'll play a team twice with oh, like yeah. the heat where they come up to Boston, mm-hmm. have an extended stay, play them twice in a row. What are your thoughts on, I guess, that? Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure. It's kind of, it's kind of strange because I didn't, and I, I don't know if that's a, I, I think when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that reminds me of the schedule that they had, you know, post pandemic. Mm-hmm. Would like to make things easier that they would have you know two team uh, a team stay in the same stay in the same place um i mean i i don't know if i have a thought i mean it is interesting because it's like this as as you saw what was it last week or the week before with the heat mm-hmm. where they played them once okay celtics get a win and then okay it's basically you know the next game is like a grudge match where it's like okay you know you're playing this team again you know, how, how can you adjust? So I think it is, I, I think it's cool, you know, yeah. to see a, same, uh, a team back to back where it's like, okay, if one game goes a certain way, how do you come back and, you know, beat that same team or how do you respond to, to beat that team? Yeah. I, I, I like it because I, you get to kind of see the adjustments that coach right. and team would make kind of not the same intensity of the playoffs, but it's like, Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, like we have the heat coming to town for two games. Like, oh, yeah, 
we get to really kind of like focus in on mm-hmm. their playing style and all right this is what we think is going to work and then it works doesn't work you can make adjustments you know they're going to make adjustments so yeah i kind of like it the only downside is like i think the raptors that home and home at, is at the end of the year and it's like yeah i don't know I would, like i would like to i'm hoping that by the end of the year spots are more locked up than mm-hmm. than they are but it yeah. just presents the problem of like oh these games are have less impact and maybe people are resting mm-hmm. yeah it is interesting though that you brought up that brought up that like playoff point where it's like yeah in a playoff series you're playing a team pretty much every other day so it's kind of like that mm-hmm. uh, so they do have a couple of those they play orlando later mm-hmm. on later in the month then i think they're they're doing that in charlotte in january um mm-hmm. and then as you mentioned the last two against toronto i mean that's could be interesting because maybe that's a potential uh playoff opponent possibly yeah. um so that, i mean that would be interesting. The Celtics probably wouldn't want to give away too much yeah. in those games, so maybe they rest everyone. Who knows? <laughs> um, but any um, any any kind of closing thoughts about this this team uh, so far, where things stand? I mean, I'm just hoping that nobody gets injured, and we kind of just keep rolling. I mean, it's. It would be great to finish the year um, on the same pace as as they've been playing, not having any letdowns. I mean, there's probably going to be a point in the season where it's like, oh, like maybe playing 500 for a little bit. But I, it's it's been a joy to watch, yeah, and play. Um, I it's going to be fun to see how they integrate Rob into how they play. Uh, I think it'll really unlock things both on the defensive and offensive end of the court. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and yeah. it's just like, I want to enjoy the regular season, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, like let's, let's get on to the, the things that matter. Like Tatum said, sure. only thing that matters is hanging the banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think certainly they probably will go through some cold spells. Um, because that's just what happens during a sports mm-hmm. season. But, you know, I think assuming that everyone stays healthy and, you know, knock on wood that that happens, um, it's kind of hard to see them going through like a like a long stretch of like losing games because it's just like they're such a deep team. And it's like, OK, you could have a bad shooting night here and there. You could have a game where turnovers are high or, you know, there's bad officiating or whatever. But it's just they're so deep that it's just hard to believe that they would go on like a long losing streak or anything like that. Yeah. And, and I, I think the, the thing that's going to benefit them the most with the depth is in the playoffs, Hmm. not having to have people play such high minutes. Right. And having the luxury to be able to like rest, Tatum and Brown a little bit and then still be still be capable. I know that in the playoffs benches get shorter, but it's like I think three of the bench players could be start like White, Brogdon, and Grant could be starters elsewhere. 
and on competitive teams. Not, oh yeah, like a lot of the bench could maybe play for Houston, but hmm. I, I, I think that is, is going to allow them to hopefully finish series in less than seven games. Mm-hmm. And then also just have the ability to not rely so much on, on Jalen and Jason. Right. All right. Well, I, it's been a great, great start to the season for the Celtics. You know, we hope mm-hmm. it, hope it continues. Uh, great talking to you, Ty, as always. Awesome uh, talking and, to you, Gary. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have you on later on in the season, uh, you know, for, 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 for whatever, whatever comes up. All right. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll uh, be back with you folks next week. And uh, yeah.